0: Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z.
1: Wishing you the happiest of holidays. It's the season to be married. This is Steve
2: Z and the Truth Hurts program.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. Christmas Day is only five short days away. I sincerely hope that you have enough money in Joe Biden's Bidenomics economy to be able to purchase the nice things that you wanted to purchase for your family, your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers. You know, the normal Christmas experience. It very well could be the last good Christmas you're able to provide with prices up nearly 20% across the board on average for everything you need to buy with fuel prices nearly double what they were when Donald Trump was president, with automobile prices up over 30% since Joe Biden took office. And, of course, much, much shorter lists of selections out there in the car world, thanks to Joe Biden's mishandling of the economy. Oh, and you better bring cash, because the cost to finance a new car or a new furniture or a new home or whatever toys you wanted to purchase this year for Christmas, well, the cost to borrow money is up significantly as well, thanks to Bidenomics and the inflation and the high interest rates that Joe Biden has brought to the fore. It is, again, just a few short days for Christmas. And then we look at Joe Biden's final calendar year in office, 2024 which seemed so very far away at the beginning of this calendar year, is now literally less than two weeks away. I've got a few things I wanted to talk to you this morning about my Truth Hurts program listeners, and I sit wondering just about daily now, should I even continue this exercise in futility? I do this program just as much for myself as I do for you, and I don't mean that to sound selfish. But I figure I can't just run out in the streets and shout these things to random strangers because they would look at me as if I were some kind of mental case. Maybe if I wear a tin foil hat, run around in a yellow raincoat in the middle of summer when it's a sunny day, or perhaps a big fur coat when it's 120 degrees outside in the desert. Sometimes, my friends, I don't even know why I try. It's almost like an exercise in constant futility. Push the rock up the mountain. Push the rock up the mountain. Push the rock, push the rock, push, push, push. Push. Hello, gravity. But then I thought about it. It's not gravity that's forcing the rock back against my efforts to bring you the truth, to expose the lies of the left, the Democrat party double standard, the corruption, the crime, the lack of prosecution and persecution by those on the left who commit heinous and atrocious acts and sitting there watching as the most petty thing gets persecuted and prosecuted on the right. Is it more like a push of the rock upon the ground, upon what is supposed to be level ground? Am I pushing the rock of conservatism, the fair and equitable push, my effort on the ground? Or since I can't see what's on the other side of the rock, on the left, because it's a huge rock to push, trying to expose all of these things. For the rock is very large and as a single person, if I step around the other side of the rock to see what or who or how many are pushing against the rock on the left side, then the rock will be pushed and I will no longer be able to keep up. When I do look around the rock or send the drone up above, I unfortunately see that it is just me, one single person, one single voice pushing the rock From the right. It's a more accurate depiction of my ongoing effort in futility. Against my single person push on the right, I find that on the left, there are five or more pushing back unequally, not just pushing, but using mechanical devices to push against my one person push from the right. Against my one person pushing on the right, there are five or more pushing back unfairly, unequally, forcibly, on the left side of the rock. What about fairness? Only a valid notion when the left defines fairness. Equity? Another term skewed heavily by the left. What about diversity? Sure, as long as no white, Christian, conservative, heterosexual men are included. Inclusivity? Eh, eh. We don't like white men on the left, we don't recognize white men, and we don't include white men. Unless, of course, those white men are gay or bisexual or transgender or woke, or liberal, or progressive. Then and only then will the left allow and include white men, and that will stop when they don't need those white men anymore. For now they include a few, but again only until that few have lost their usefulness to the left. Alright, there's my metaphor for the day. I feel as if I am pushing from the right this massive rock across the nation to try and show and defend and expose all of the things that the left is pushing back with. And the five or more that they push back with, it's not just a person of equal size and strength and stature. Behind that one person on the left who pushes back against the rock is a mainstream leftist progressive liberal woke news media, and they're pushing back against the right. And then there are Democratic Party politicians and their well-placed judges who are pushing back from the left. There are all of the prosecutors out there trumping up fake charges and false allegations and trying to make a little skirmish on January 6th of 2021 seem as if the military might of Russia had come onto the Capitol, destroyed the building, murdered everyone there, and installed Donald Trump as the dictator. We all know that never happened. Donald Trump sat across Washington, D.C., giving a peaceful speech, rallying his supporters and saying hey you know if you want to go over there you have the right under the constitution to peacefully assemble to redress your government and then at the capitol on january 6th video evidence has shown and proven number one donald trump was not there he never sent anyone there to commit violence to foment an insurrection in fact the capitol police escorted the capitol police so-called rioters right on into the building. They were peaceful. They had no weapons. Not a single one was armed. Not a single one. But pushing against that rock, the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke slimeball news media lying, claiming that the horrible rioters, the insurrectionists were killing Capitol Police. The only person to die on January 6, 2021 at the Capitol was Ashley Babbitt, a lone, single, Caucasian, U.S. Air Force veteran who didn't even have a cell phone in her hand. She was murdered in cold blood by a black american 13% hyphenated minority, cowardly capital cop, murdered in cold blood. The next group of people pushing from the left against that rock were the Democratic party people and the Democratic senators and the Democratic House of Representatives members and the Democratic clown in the White House and his Democratic lapdog, Camel Toe Harris, who continued to perpetuate the lie and kept calling it a deadly insurrection. Again, only one death at the hands of a Democrat, registered Democrat, cowardly African-American animal with a badge and a gun, a piece of human filth, a coward, who racially targeted a white woman, an unarmed white woman, and killed her in cold blood. Ashley Babbitt. Officer Brian Sicknick succumbed to some medical issues days later. Oh, they claim he was sprayed with a fire extinguisher. Bullshit. Oh, they claim he was attacked with a fire extinguisher or a blunt object. The autopsy proved that that was not true. As I see it, as I continue to push this rock along the ground, for the cause of the right. I am met with all of those others pushing back illegally, unfairly, inequitably, unlawfully. There's nothing I can do about it. I will continue to do this program if you will continue to listen though. And I hope sincerely that you will tell a friend, a family member, a coworker about the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. I hope it is entertaining for you. I hope it is enlightening for you. I really do. By the end of this week, I'll be taking a few days off, though, and I will give to you my eight individual, 30-minute Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program copyrighted commercial parodies for your entertainment. Feel free to share them with friends and family members, co coworkers, and people you don't like. You watch their heads explode, those who don't agree with our position on politics, on the economy, on the disaster at the border. Those on the left are deluded, delusional, somewhat mental, if you ask me, if they can't see what is happening. They just can't see what Joe Biden has done to this nation. They still have yet to come up with anything that he has done for this nation. But the tide is beginning to turn. Claire O'Hare writes in the State of the Union publication, Poll, majority of Democrats want Joe Biden's Department of Justice to prosecute Hunter Biden for defying the subpoena. A liberal woke progressive poll from the Harvard-Caps-Harris polling organization states that a majority of Democrat voters and independents, and of course all the Republicans, strongly support prosecuting Hunter Biden for failing to comply with a subpoenaed deposition. If he is held in contempt of Congress and convicted, he could face a $100,000 fine and imprisonment. Why have they not declared him in contempt of Congress is beyond me. Have the Democrats wrapped up their balls and shipped them off somewhere for Christmas? The poll surveyed 1,500 Americans, and of the 1,500 Americans, 71%, almost three quarters, support prosecuting the cokehead Hunter Biden. Contempt of Congress proceedings were initiated after Hunter failed to appear for a deposition. If I don't show up for a deposition, I go to jail. I'm fine, I'm held in contempt of court. James Comer and Jim Jordan said, we will not provide special treatment because his last name is Biden. Then put his ass in jail, boys. Do your job. Do what we elected you to do. They continued, as our committees were today prepared to depose Hunter Biden, he chose to make a public statement on Capitol Hill instead, where he said his father, Joe Biden, was not financially involved in his family's business dealings. That is in strict defiance of the congressional subpoena. Cokehead with his new fake teeth should be in jail. Moving on, the New York Post's Andy Arthur writes, Biden is breaking the border on purpose because he wants to provide mass amnesty for the criminal, law-breaking, illegal, trespassing invaders at our southern border. The backlog of pending cases in the nation's immigration courts has hit over three million. As millions and millions of border migrants have been released into the United States, to seek asylum in the past three years of the Biden disaster. It's a shocking figure, but it's the latest example of the president's efforts to break the immigration enforcement system to force the mass amnesty he has long sought. Alejandro Mayorkas, Homeland Security Secretary, and others accused Trump of gutting the immigration system. But such claims are little more than projection. Annual southwest border apprehensions exceeded 405,000 only one time during Trump's presidency. That was in fiscal year 2019, as there was a mad rush to get across the border before Trump was supposed to be re-elected. Trump responded with the very successful Remain in Mexico program, which drove illegal migration down once again. Apprehensions have subsequently exceeded 2 million each of the last two fiscal years. It is an invasion on a massive scale. I want to put something in context for you all to think about right now, today. In the United States of America today, December 20th, 2023, in a nation supposedly of 332 million Americans, only 1.3 million are on active duty in our US military across all branches. There were 1.3 million active duty members of our military, including the Army, the Navy, the Coast Guard, the Air Force, the U.S. Marine Corps, and Space Force in 2022. Military defense spending was decreased by Joe Biden by 5.3% in 2022. It was 16.7% lower than it was in 2010, the largest portion of compensated military and civilian pay drop in overall payroll in our nation's history. Let's contrast that number, my Truth Hurts program listeners, with the 8 million apprehended and released migrants in the United States since Joe Biden took office. Let's say that half of those were men between the ages of 17 and and 35. And that's a pretty accurate number. That means that Joe Biden has allowed an invasion of an army nearly four times the number of our entire military forces. He just let them walk right across the border. Right across the border. Right now, if Joe Biden had the balls, and he gathered every single member of our uniformed military and put them on the south border with Mexico, and into the cities where the illegal migrants have scattered and now hide like roaches in the night, it would mean there's only one American troop for every three and a half to four illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing migrant male between 17 and 35 years of age. We have lost the nation, thanks to Joe Biden. We've lost it. The country is, I hate to use the F word on this program, But we are effed. I won't say the actual. I won't say the word, I won't do it. Think about that, my friends. Joe Biden has destroyed our ability to control our border. Meanwhile, up in Boston, not just baked beans up there, Boston is now debating allowing non-citizens to vote. And this is happening just days before the mayor's official no white people allowed Christmas party. State of the Union's Jordan Andrews writes, the Boston City Council debated allowing non-citizens to vote in city elections with concerns being raised about record-keeping and potential voter fraud. Councilor Kendra Lara, a non-white, said, quote, we have people who, despite not being given a voice in their local government through the ballot, have worked, sacrificed, and invested in their neighborhoods and all people should have a say in a decision that impact their daily lives. But Lara, they're not here lawfully, legally. They're criminals. They have no right to vote. If they want to go and contribute to a neighborhood, they can go their asses back across the southern border and contribute at home. Elections Commissioner Ineda Tavares said, I preferred method would be to choose the Secretary of State's database because it's just one place where we can house everything. It's easier to update voting, voter information, give voter history to voters, and everything of that nature. City Councilor Liz Breeden said, quote, If they're on a pathway to citizenship, you didn't want a mistake to happen that would put that in jeopardy because the federal government has a big black and white all-or-nothing approach to these things. Meanwhile, Mayor Michelle Wu, the Asian woman, faces controversy for hosting a No Whites Allowed Christmas party, defending it as a long-standing event, and she dismissed it as an honest mistake after invitations were accidentally sent out to white council members. The party's exclusion even extends to Wu's own white husband. Sorry, whitey, you no allow in a uh, oh, No White a Christmas party. Miss Dos Santos is one of the people who sent the invitation. She says, Oh, I did send that to everyone by accident. I do apologize if my email may have been offended or came across as so, so sorry for any confusion this may have caused. We had individual conversations with everyone so people understand it was truly just an honest mistake that it went out in the email typing. So it's okay to be racist as long as you apologize, is that right? So can I call someone the N-word that rhymes with vigor as long as I say, ooh, sorry, I didn't mean for you to hear that, I only meant for the white people to hear that? Does that make it okay, Michelle Wu? I don't think so. Because racism in the eyes of the minorities in this country can only be committed if a white person says something bad about another. Meanwhile, I warned you all of COVID-2024 already in the works to try and throw a monkey wrench into the election system. The Democratic political party will do anything and everything they can to try and disrupt this upcoming election. They've already begun. They've already done their successful attempt to take Donald Trump off the ballot in highly purple Colorado. That case will be going to the US Supreme Court. Make no bones about it, my friends. According to CNN, and you know what I like quoting CNN, Colorado ruling has knocked Donald Trump off the ballot in Colorado. A nightmare has begun. The challengers who sought to disqualify Donald J. Trump have prevailed on the legal issue, but the case will be headed to the Supreme Court. My question is very simple. How can you keep a man off the ballot when he has not been convicted of the crime upon which you are using to try and keep him off the ballot? I thought in the United States of America it was innocent until proven guilty in court. The Colorado voters who sought to disqualify Donald John Trump from the state's 2024 Republican primary ballot ran the table on Tuesday night. To ultimately keep him off the ballot, however, they will have to do so again in the U.S. Supreme Court. In a 4-3 split decision that set off a political and legal earthquake, the Colorado State Supreme Court said Trump had engaged in insurrection and therefore is barred by the 14th Amendment from holding federal office. My issue is he hasn't been convicted of insurrection he has not been convicted and therefore how can you use that legal precedent to keep him off the ballot the majority on tuesday in that opinion said the legal issues came out against donald trump and the sum of the whole is this president trump is disqualified from holding the office of the president it's an unsigned opinion they say his efforts to overturn the election results amounted to engaging in an insurrection, and that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, ratified after the Civil War, bars insurrectionists from federal office, including the presidency. They say they do not reach these conclusions lightly, but they're all high-fiving in the back room. There is a provisional escape route, however. It puts the ruling on hold through January 4th, where Donald Trump will be seeking immediate review in the U.S. Supreme Court. He will prevail. Now I'm not a lawyer, I don't even play one on television, but I am in agreement with Michael Mukasey, who served as the Attorney General under George W. Bush. He says, and I agree, that section three of the 14th Amendment is limited to people who had taken an oath to support the Constitution, quote, as a member of Congress, or as an officer of the United States, or as a member of any state legislature, or as an executive or judicial officer of any state. The only category that even arguably would apply to Donald Trump would be an Officer of the United States, but it says appointed officials, not elected officials. The ordinary sense of the text of the Constitution, the structure, the logic of its provisions, the evident design to be comprehensive, the seeming absurdity of the prospect of exclusion of the Office of the President and Vice President from triggering disqualifications, Is irrelevant in this matter the bottom line is you have to read the words that are written and it says appointed not elected therefore Donald Trump cannot be kept from office even if he is convicted of an insurrection according to the 14th amendment now there are other laws that if he is indeed convicted of that high crime or misdemeanor then he can be impeached but you cannot keep him legally off the ballot. The Biden family, the Democratic political party, the puppet masters pulling the strings at the top want this to go all the way. They want to see this country torn apart at its seams so they can seize power, keep power, and never again allow any type of protests, or redress of grievances against their authoritarian, dictatorial rules. That's the way it is, my friends.
1: Just like an annoying STD returning over and over again to cause you pain, COVID-24 is coming. The COVID-19 franchise that began six excruciatingly long years ago at the end of 2019 is making a comeback for 2024. You remember the uncertainty of the never-before-seen man-made viral pathogen released just in time to bring down a sitting president and sway an election in COVID-20 the sequel? Think back to the lockdowns, the empty shelves, and the fear-mongering in COVID-21. How can you forget the continued lockdowns, shutdown of an economy, and massive inflation of COVID-22? Don't forget the endless variants, blame games, and a million COVID deaths of 2023. If you thought the original COVID-19 was bad, and you thought COVID's 20 through 23 are worse, if you remember all of the variants that were brought out to keep you scared, COVID-24 is currently in the works, to be brought back to the small screen every single night as we head into the 2024 presidential election. You'll see the return of an all-star cast, Biden, Harris, Schumer, Fucci, Burks, and special guest appearances by Nancy, Barack, Hillary, and Bill. Relive the memory of the cartoon COVID cell floating in the background of every newscast. Look on in awe at the resurrection of magic mask mandates failed vaccine boosters and the scare tactics of the liberal left like you've never seen them before. You better stock up now on toilet paper, bottled water, paper masks and hand sanitizers because the left will once again do anything and everything to divert your attention away from their failed policies and the Biden crime family's illegal doings. COVID-24, it's coming and it should be no surprise to any of you.
0: Okay, I did get a little off track there. I spoke at first about the Wuhan China novel coronavirus reaching deeply now into 2024 in order to disaffect or adversely affect the elections. A map, according to John O'Sullivan in the Irish Star, shows the COVID cases are exploding in four United States areas, increases of course expected just in time for the Democratic Party to once again attempt to lock you indoors just before the elections. A map released by the CDC shows a major uptick in positive COVID cases in Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, and Kansas. You know, where they make your food. They had a 17.2% positivity rate in the first week of December, which is an increase from the previous two weeks where the confirmed positive test percentage was at 16.7%. The CDC has warned that even though the cases aren't quite as high as the worst years of the pandemic, 2021, when Joe Biden took office, the percentage will rise because of the colder weather. Wait a minute, colder weather? I thought we were in global warming here. Kansas saw the highest number of hospitalizations in a single week, a 29.6% rise in people. Hmm. Wyoming saw a spike in hospitalizations a 36.2% increase, representing more people, the highest in the nation. Kansas, Oklahoma, Arkansas have also seen a large number of COVID hospitalizations. Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Utah, Colorado also seeing much higher numbers of COVID cases. Situation is slightly better in New Mexico, Idaho, Washington State, and Arizona, their positive rates have remained flat or decreased by one or two percentage points. Just in time for the holidays.
2: Attention shoppers, attention shoppers, you are cordially invited to our annual self-checkout non-employee Christmas dinner this Friday evening at 10.30 p.m. just after the store closes. If you have used our self-checkout or bagged your own groceries or pushed your grocery cart in from the parking lot or ever opened a cardboard box on a pallet in order to retrieve grocery products that we haven't put on the shelves yet or if you've ever cleaned crap off the toilet seat at your local big box store, you are invited to join the self-checkout non-employee Christmas dinner this Friday night 1030 in the back back warehouse warehouse. of course you you will be expected to help set up up the tables and chairs chairs, unload the tractor tractor trailer in the warehouse and stock all of the the shelves shelves, and then sweep and mop before you'll be allowed to sit down in the break room and as always you will not receive a paycheck benefits an employee discount but we'd love to have you stop by no food drinks or gifts will be provided the annual self-checkout non-employee christmas dinner coming to a big box store near you
0: Yes, I'm not sure what I'm going to wear to that holiday party, the self-checkout employee, non-employee holiday party, but we're all invited apparently. Hey folks, we are getting close to Christmas as I said at the beginning of the program and I want to wish each and every one of you, my Truth Hurts program listeners, a very happy holiday. I know some of you don't get caught up with the program for two or three days at a time, so by the time you get my actual Christmas Eve or what have you program, you probably will have already passed Christmas. So to you, your family, your friends, your loved ones, a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year from Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program here at Studio 63. Like I said, we're going to publish a whole bunch of those commercial parodies in the next couple of days. Have a good day. We'll see you next time up the volume and spice up that eggnog. It's not Santa coming to town.
1: Oh, oh, do yes! Steve C. and the Truth Hurts Program.
0: Copyright 2023 The Truth Hurts Program Network. All rights reserved. This program is pre-recorded. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2023 The Truth Hurts Program Network All Rights Reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audio Nautics.
2: This program was pre-recorded.